It's the most popular sport on the planet, with an estimated 4 billion fans worldwide. But not everybody grew up watching or playing soccer, particularly here in the U.S. I sure didn't. I made fun of soccer, called it boring, hard to follow, and not as entertaining as football, basketball, or baseball. But thanks to some basic education about the game and a few viewings of English Premier League matches, I realized I had been wrong all those years, and I became hooked. It's a far more compelling sport to watch than I used to think. Tense, exciting, and when played by the great ones, graceful and elegant. This show is for anybody who's curious why so many people love this game. It's for new fans of the European club teams looking for analysis that doesn't get too far into the weeds because, frankly, we wouldn't know how to be that in-depth. It's for anybody who wants to join us on our journey of getting to know better the most popular sport in the world. We'll talk about the game itself, the rules, the terminology, the strategy, and we'll talk about the top club soccer league in the world, the English Premier League, its teams, its history, its players, each week's games, all of it. We're kind of learning as we go here, but we're hoping you'll share that experience with us and come along for the ride. This is Hands Off Those Balls. This past week, one team secured its fifth Premier League title in 10 years, while another team got its first FA Cup trophy in 137 years. Welcome to another edition of Hands Off Those Balls. My name is Mike. I am joined, as always, by Jared. Jared, how are you doing this week? I am doing good, Mike. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Did I uh, did I correctly see uh, in a text that uh, your son has the Cub Scouts Pinewood Derby coming up shortly? Yeah, that'll be this Sunday. That's uh, That brought back some memories when I saw that reference. I had I, no idea how to make one of these. Yeah, I guess there's hundreds <laughs> of YouTube videos now about how to make the axles like oh, lightning fast oh, and everything. Oh, for crying out loud. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's all sorts of... Uh, manipulation going on with with the idea of oh yeah the the boys build it themselves you know dad sure, just yeah. you know make sure that junior doesn't cut off a finger <laughs> uh, I mean heck even back when I did it it, it it I looked around and was like really kids made these yeah, like, yeah. mine was basically like just BS, the yeah. block with the wheels stuck in it and that was about about it and a crappy paint job yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right so. Um, couple things to cover here. First off, breaking news. Uh, Sky Sports is reporting that uh, Spurs forward Harry Kane uh, of my beloved Spurs has announced again that he wants to be transferred from Tottenham Hotspur. So not great. Um, no. Not, not too thrilled about that. You know, they're sitting sixth right now. It's, it's not like they're terrible. Um, I know he wants to win trophies, trophies, and he figures he's he's got uh, only a couple of years left. But um, it's it's unfortunate. Um, all we can do now is hope that uh, when he gets shipped off, probably to Man City, um, that uh, Spurs will get some some measure of revenge. Uh, I mean, these teams that are in the mix, like City and Chelsea, like they don't already have too much talent. Like they got. They got a hard yeah. t- time picking who's going to sit on their bench. I don't understand <laughs> so, why. Especially Man City. Yeah. So we'll see what comes of that. Um, so as alluded to earlier, Manchester City did secure the title. Uh, they did so while watching from home, which is always sort of, I don't know, to me, kind of a disappointing way to anticlimactic. anticlimactic. Yeah. 
Um, but on Tuesday last, when Manchester United lost, um, that meant that City had a big enough lead that Manchester United can't catch them. And so City will be crowned Premier League champion. Um, they're probably going to have that, that trophy ceremony on Championship Sunday, which... Um, which would be cool because they're going to have fans in the stands. Um, oh, yeah. Some, you know, t- today being May 17th, this was the day that uh, that Boris Johnson said outdoor events can have up to 10,000 people. So uh, that'll be pretty cool. Um, but uh, the bigger news story, so to speak, uh, of the two alluded to earlier, I think, is Leicester City winning the FA Cup. Um, you know, we all knew for about two months now that Man City was going to win the uh, the Premier League, but Leicester winning the FA Cup. They beat Chelsea in the final this past weekend, and uh, like I said, that's that's their first uh, FA Cup trophy since the team's inception. So, yeah, congratulations, congratulations to, to Leicester City. That is uh, that is some good work. It's a, a bad week for Chelsea. We'll, we'll get into it a little yeah. bit in the next segment, but True. they they. they tinkered with their lineup against uh, their their game wound up losing that one and then they wound up losing the FA Cup anyways so (laughs) not a good week like you said Um, okay so as we approach the end there are two match weeks to go it's but it's really just one calendar week they've compressed match week 37 into Tuesday and Wednesday and then um, match week 38 will be championship Sunday um, with all games kicking off at the same time. So um, season's wrapping up, and I figured it was a good time to sort of take a peek at uh, comparing, okay, here's where t- a team is uh, right now points-wise, not necessarily sequence in the table, but more points-wise, and where were they at this stage last season points-wise. Um, so the, the team that, I think it kind of jumps off the page how big of a difference it is. So let's just go ahead and, and start with Liverpool. We all remember last year Liverpool was just a machine. Um, and if anything, they started to sort of sputter towards the end. Um, but uh, they did win their, their final two matches. Uh, but at match week 36, Liverpool had 93 points. They would go on to have 99 points when all was said and done. Uh, but at this stage in the season, they had 93 points last year. Right now, they have 63. I mean, just do the math, it's a roughly 30% drop, which is just still shocking to me, Um, you know, how big of a fall-off they have from from how they did last year. I mean, granted, last year they they were awesome, but... Uh, can't necessarily expect them to play at that level forever, but certainly didn't expect them to to be playing. No, I mean it's like, a loss like of like Spurs. <laughs> the loss of Virgil van Dyke uh, van, van Dyke is a thirty percent drop. You I wouldn't think, think so. Um, and I, I've sort of, I, I think we have to just accept that last year was the anomaly. This is yeah. the returning to mean level. Um, so. But, but still, that's the biggest delta of the, the various changes in fortune points-wise uh, for teams. And since we were speaking about Spurs, how are they doing? Well, turns out they're doing slightly better this year than they did last year. Last year, at this time, they had 55 points. Uh, they would end the season with 59, 
which is what they have right now, 59. Oh. So, uh, you know, a little better pace-wise, yes, they have the same point total now that they ended the season with last year, so they're not exactly doing better than last year. It's like, well, pace-wise, they are. Now, Sone missed a significant part of last season with that arm fracture, right, if I remember correctly? Um, okay. Boy, for whatever reason, that's not ringing a bell to me. Really? It's, okay. It, well, you'd think it would. Yeah. Well, anyways, <laughs> but... Um, I certainly remember him missing some time. I just, for whatever reason, broken arm isn't what, that's not ringing a bell for me. But um, So they're doing a little bit better. Aston Villa. Um, so looking at last year where they dodged relegation in the final game, um, they, at this point last year, had 32 points. They would finish the season with 35. And right now they have 49 so that's Not a bad. marked improvement uh, for the villains. So good on them. Uh, another team with a substantial improvement. Uh, West Ham United, this time last year, had 37 points. They would end the season with 39. Uh, they right now have 59. Mm. You know, right in that, that Spurs area of, uh, you know, 6, 7. Um, so, again, huge improvement. Uh, how about one of the teams that went in the other direction? We've commented on this team before, trying to figure out what was wrong with them. Wolves, at this point last year, had 56 points. They would end with 59. They were one spot back of Spurs uh, on goal differential last year. Uh, so, again, 56 at this point last year. They have 45 right now, which just puts you yeah. in that crappy Crystal Palace range. Yeah. You know, um, They've been really weird this year yeah uh you know again they they lost a critical player in Raul Limenez but you have to wonder does that explain everything you know it's not like the spot has gone unmanned ever since they no. they've got other players who were pretty good at the uh at the striker position um so don't know uh how about old Sheffield United and this is another huge delta um, so easy to forget given how they've been performing this year. But at this time last year, Sheffield had 54 points. Ugh. Uh, they would end the season with 54 points because they actually lost their last three matches. A little preface to what was to come yeah. in the following uh, season, I suppose. Um, so yeah, they 54 points. They got 20 right now. Um, so big drop. Uh, Everton, there's a team that, you know, although we don't talk about them too much just because they're not, you know, on the right part of the table to get talked about a lot, uh, but they've improved. They have 46 points now, or rather last year at this time they had 46 and they finished the year with 49. They have 56 now. So that's okay. better. Yeah. Um, and you know, we sort of, during that, that, stage at the beginning of the year where Manchester City was like 14th and all these other teams were sharing top of the table. Um, there was a time where Everton, Everton was, was up, up there. there. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> for the for the Steady Eddie Award, um, you know, we're sitting here looking at Manchester City saying, you know, wow, they're, they've got this season all wrapped up months ago. Um, but the fact is, points-wise... It's it's obviously good enough to win, but th this isn't a points season that's going to find its 
place in the record yeah, books. Yeah, you're not going to remember this one. Yeah. Um, now, at this time last year, they had 75 points. They ended with 81. Okay. They currently have 83. So so they're not going to break 90. They're not. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's <laughs> they're the champs, so it's obviously a great season. But um, I guess I was just a little bit surprised um, considering these, these long winning streaks they've had. Uh, I guess it speaks to how weak they were when the season started. Um, that, that all this winning they've done of late didn't put them into any historically significant category as far as uh, the entirety of the season. So uh, I just I found that you know worth doing to try to sort of get an eye on, okay, what teams have really improved, what teams haven't, what teams is it sort of a mirage? You know that we think they're something, but the numbers say that maybe they're not. Uh, so I found it interesting. Um, also, how about an update on the old Manchester United, Manchester United Supporters Trust uh, uh -oh. battle? Uh, well, not necessarily any uh-ohs this past week. There wasn't anything major that happened in the news. Um, they did replay that Manchester United-Liverpool match at Old Trafford, which was postponed from its original date because of the, the protests that got out of hand and got violent. Um, there was another protest, uh, albeit with a greater police presence, and whether you want a chicken or the egg, um, the fact is this protest did not turn violent. Um, they, you know, as, as is their right and, and as it's fine to do, they were out there making their voices heard on an issue they're passionate about. Uh, but it didn't get violence, whether that's because the, the, the fans themselves controlled themselves better or if the greater police presence was, a, shall we say, a disincentive for them to get too rowdy, whatever. Uh, it's just good that it was a an opportunity for them to speak their mind and to you know consider or rather continue um uh, making their voices heard on the issue and um, and that it didn't get violent is, is obviously a good thing. Uh, I did see an interview of Ian Sterling, who is the vice chair of the Manchester United Supporters Trust, their fan club. He's the guy who's been doing all pretty much all the talking um, on this issue on behalf of the Supporters Trust. Um, he's still talking about getting equal voting rights with the Glazers. Ian Sterling is such a British name. Oh, totally. I just got to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how, how they're going to get equal voting rights short of buying 50% of the team. Yeah. Um, you know, the, it, it seems like the he, he talks about it in terms of shares. Well, the, you can do that right now. It's a publicly traded team. There, the market exists. Go buy up the shares if you got the money. Um so nothing would have to change for that to happen. I think he's looking for some sort of change that says, okay, we get a seat at the boardroom table and it's a big seat, um, regardless <laughs> yeah. of how many shares we have. I, I don't know that that's, that that's going to work. Um, but um, obviously more to come on that. Um, the uh, also, just how do you feel about some of these sort of fanatic yahoos who are run by emotion making 
business decisions uh, that affect an entire team. I'm just wondering how that's actually going to work out. It's a fair point. I mean, there have been certainly times in my fandom over the years where I wouldn't trust myself with (laughs) making decisions. And, uh, you know, there's a reason that they, they employ... You know, in whatever sport, if it's baseball, there's a reason they employ baseball men to, you know, spot talent, for example. Um, There's a reason nowadays you've got a a room full of, you know, bean-counting eggheads who do all of the um, sabermetrics and analytics um, calculations to figure out what the best strategy is in the long term. Uh, again, that's that's not something that your standard issue Yahoo, to use your term, uh, <laughs> is going to be terribly versed in to to be a, to be productive in those meetings. I mean, right? Um, yeah, you know, I, I get their passion, um, and and I get their interest in the team acting the way they think is best. But you know, again, until you buy fifty percent of the shares, mm-hmm. I don't see how you're getting an equal voice. So. More to follow on that for sure. Uh, And the one little bit of news, uh, we'll go ahead and celebrate while we can, because by next week we'll in all likelihood be singing a far different tune. But at the moment, the Hands Off Those Balls fantasy team is tied on record um, for first place. Now, the truth is we're in third place because of uh, total overall points. But as far as the win-loss record... We are tied for first, so with two match weeks to go, there is hope that we can pull this thing out. Uh, when, if you had asked me the question a month and a half ago, I would have thought all was lost. Yeah. So um, we'll be able to to report on that. Um, one little bit of bad news, fantasy wise, and you and I can talk about this more offline. But um, we're not going to have Bruno Fernandez back for this upcoming match week. Salary cap? (laughs) Salary cap. Okay. So we, because the match week that was just this past weekend did not include any games by uh, Manchester United, you know, same for Leicester, um, is because of the FA Cup stuff and other stuff. So um, we dropped Bruno Fernandez for, (laughs) the thought was, just for the week, mm-hmm. we'll turn around and get him back, um, and picked up Raheem Sterling, who didn't do anything. Um, that's okay; we still won, but you know that move didn't do us any favors. Right. Uh, well, there's this weird salary cap. Uh, it's not a glitch; it's it's part of the game. But when you acquire a player, the salary at which you acquired them is the salary at which you will free up money when you release the player. So, Fernandez's salary has gone up. And we've had him almost we've the entire year. We've had him the whole year. year. Yeah. So we had him for like $11.1 million. His salary is now 11.4, and we've only got a, a hundred grand, you know, 0.1 in reserves. And we only have, probably only have one transfer. Right now, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, my thought is maybe we stand pat for match week 37 and then try to do a double for match week 38. Yeah. See if we get him back. But, yeah. um, uh, we'll, like I said, we'll figure that out offline. But, uh, did want to at least pat ourselves on the back while we can for being tied for first place. Uh, so with that, let's go ahead and take our break. 
We'll give you the uh, update on scores from this past week and the upcoming schedule. It's going to be two weeks' worth of upcoming schedule for reasons we already discussed. And once that's over with, we'll be back with recapping this past week. So hope you stick around. We will be right back. Here are your scores from the past week in the English Premier League. Tuesday saw Southampton top Crystal Palace 3-1 in a makeup of their Match Week 32 game, while Leicester beat Manchester United 2-1 in their Match Week 36 contest. On Wednesday, Arsenal defeated Chelsea 1-0 for their Match Week 36 meeting. More makeup games Thursday as Aston Villa and Everton played to a scoreless draw in their Match Week 19 game, while Liverpool beat Man United 4-2 in a makeup of their Match Week 34 game. Match Week 36 continued Friday with Man City edging Newcastle 4-3. On Saturday, Leeds blasted Burnley 4-0. Southampton bested Fulham 3-1, and Brighton and West Ham drew one goal apiece. Sunday began with Crystal Palace beating Aston Villa 3-2. Spurs shut out Wolves 2-0. Liverpool topped West Brom 2-1, and Sheffield got a rare win, slicing the Toffees 1-0. Short weeks for everybody as Match Week 37 starts Tuesday with Manchester United hosting Fulham. Leeds meets Southampton at St. Mary's, Man City visits Brighton, and Leicester heads to the capital to face Chelsea. On Wednesday, Everton hosts Wolves, Sheffield visits Newcastle, Aston Villa travels to meet Spurs, Selhurst Park sees a London derby between Crystal Palace and Arsenal, Burnley hosts Liverpool, and West Ham visits West Brom. The season wraps up on Championship Sunday with all games kicking off at 11 a.m. Eastern. Leicester hosts Spurs, Man United visits Wolves, Southampton travels to West Ham, Burnley takes on Sheffield at Bramall Lane, Fulham hosts Newcastle, Leeds bids farewell to West Brom at home, Brighton faces Arsenal at the Emirates, Chelsea visits Aston Villa, Man City hosts Everton, and Crystal Palace heads to Merseyside to meet Liverpool. That's what's happening in the EPL, now back to the show. And we're back. So we're going to get things started on the recaps with the Manchester United-Leicester meeting from Tuesday of last week? Yeah, Tuesday. And um, this has been a long time coming. It seems like that magic number has been at three for a long time. Um, for Man City. You know? Yeah, for yeah. Man City. So uh, here it is. This is another chance to close out uh, the top of the table and declare Man City the 2021 EPL champion. And it would have to be due to a Man United loss at the hands of Leicester, who are always tough. So um, it was very stingy on the opportunities, uh, but efficient scoring three goals on four shots on goal in the game. Um, we'll start in the 10th minute when Tielemans finds youngster Luke Thomas with a cross and Thomas puts it in with a nice one-time volley uh, right past De Gea. Now, I haven't been following Man, Man United very closely, but that's a name I have not heard yeah, he in hadn't quite been, a while. He hadn't uh, been in goal. They'd had uh, Henderson, I Henderson think. Henderson for a while, yeah. Dean Henderson. Um, but that was Luke Thomas's first EPL goal, so congratulations to uh, him. The Leicester lead did not last long, however. A few minutes later, Mason Greenwood beats Schmeichel on the far side uh, for the rolling equalizer. And then it would stay knotted up for a while into the second half when in the 65th minute, Soyanshu puts Leicester in front with a header off a corner from Al Brighton uh, for the 2-1 lead. And that would be the final. So with that, Man City picks up their third championship in the last four years. And I think you said that was their fifth in 10 years in yes. your intro. So congratulations to them. Uh, I will want to mention that Pep is still a jerk, though, as Diaz <laughs> sat on the bench uh, for that one. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Man City's championship here was pretty much a given. But um, 
Leicester's three points were not. That was a huge win for them to keep pressure uh, in the Champions League. Yes, um, yeah, and, and to sort of put an end to this narrative that they were choking down the line because they had sort of stumbled of late, and everybody yeah. was talking about how that happened last year um, and, uh, to the point that they fell out of Champions League and went to Europa League instead. Uh, so, yeah, definitely a, a sort of statement win. We're not going anywhere kind yeah. of thing. Um, Wednesday, we also had uh, Chelsea hosting Arsenal. This was a London derby. So as we mentioned, this was a bad week, uh, the start of a bad week for Chelsea. Um, I think Chelsea was sort of holding back a bit with their starting lineup due to the FA Cup uh, FA Cup final over the weekend. Uh, we see keeper Kepa Arizabalaga in goal instead of Mendy, along with some other changes. Um, Chelsea did pretty well, but the only goal came off of some calamitous defensive. Uh, there was a sequence in the 16th minute by Jorginho. He tries the no-look pass back to the keeper in goal, who was not in goal. Uh, had, to, had to make a heroic diving save just to keep it out. Winds up going right to a bombing gang, who dishes it to Emil Smith-Rowe for the easy score. Um, so, uh, in the 60th minute, uh, Pulisic seems uh, to chest a rebound off a corner. Past Burnt Leno, but he was clearly offsides, uh, so the goal is VAR overturned. Didn't seem like a tough call on the field, so I'm surprised that VAR was even involved in this one. Um, but uh, they were. So uh, Chelsea goes on to lose this one, and as we mentioned, they all, they go on to lose the FA Cup final too uh, to Leicester. So I gotta ask the question here about load management. You know, he tried to <laughs> tried to handle both games and wound up handing none of them. You know, he, they mm. they risked their Champions League berth uh, chances in the EPL this year. Right. Um, so, anyways, they they're they're the manager. I'm not, but right. that was just kind of a rough uh, rough play for them. Well, I mean, we'll see if it if it does come back to bite them. They've got two weeks to to make right, and um, really, the only team I think at this point, the only team to worry about breaking into that party at the top four is Liverpool, not anybody else. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I mean, uh, Thomas Tuchel had been, you know, the Midas touch. So mm -hmm. um, he was certainly due for a couple of wrong moves. Let's just hope it doesn't knock yeah. him out of the Champions League. Um, and speaking of Liverpool, um, so Man United was hosting Liverpool on Thursday. So this was, as you mentioned, the makeup of that protest canceled game a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Liverpool's making a run here. Uh, they had a really bad stretch earlier in the year. Um, early on, Bruno Fernandes has a shot that was probably going to at least hit the left post. Um, but it actually goes off Nat Phillips for the goal. Uh, it wasn't an own goal, though, because uh, it was sort of questionable. But I think it was a good call that it was going to at least hit the pole. Uh, in the 27th minute, a Man United penalty was correctly overturned by VAR when uh, Bailey attempts to clear and does so, but in the process upends Nat Phillips. Um, so I didn't have a problem with this being called a foul in real time, but upon review, it was a clean challenge, so I'm glad they got it right. Um, in the 34th minute, uh, Phillips to Jota, and he kind of does this slick behind-the-legs redirection for the equalizer. Yeah. That was pretty... Uh, Firmino adds one in first half stoppage time, uh, header off a free kick. Uh, then right at the start of the second half, Firmino again off of uh, Alexander-Arnold shot attempt. Um, so it's 3-1 uh, to one at that point. 
Marcus Rashford did bring Man United to within one, but Mo Salah with a breakaway goal to seal it uh, for the Reds in the closing minutes. So 4-2 to two is the final in this one. Uh, big, big win for Liverpool, so we'll see if they can keep it going later in the week. Yeah, and it's uh, that's, that's half of the uh, continuing battle between Kane and Salah for who's going to get the golden boot because they, of late, they're just going shot for shot. Yeah, where, <laughs> like where are they at now? Game. I haven't checked now. 22, I want to say. So are they both at 22? or I See, the problem is I'm, I'm trying to remember um, sort of which which came first. Um, while you cover the next uh, the next match, I can do a quick sure. bit of research on this. Um, and then the majority of the match, 36 games, started on Friday. So we'll start with uh, Newcastle hosting Man City. So Man City, uh, they were crowned EPL champions from the comfort of their own couches, as we mentioned uh, three days earlier. There were a lot of goals in this one, but Man City actually had 83% possession. So I'm going to have to check to see if I've ever seen anything that high or higher. But that's, uh, that's pretty far up there from what I've seen. Uh, it was really back and forth. There were four lead changes. Both teams uh, led two different times. So uh, Emil Kraft. It's a kind of a tough uh, last name to pronounce. <laughs> I'm not going to try. Yeah. Uh, he strikes first for Newcastle, a, a header off a corner. Uh, Cancelo equalizes on a far strike that uh, was sort of deflected and went in. Um, then Torres put Man City in front with some Houdini voodoo crap. I don't know if you <laughs> saw that play, but I don't know how he pulled it off. It was sort of a no-look backwards volley off a free kick. Um, that was uh, the first goal of an eventual hat trick for him. Yeah. Um, then in uh, first half stoppage time, a tough luck call to Aki. Um, he makes contact with Joe Litton, but in all honesty, it looked like Joe Litton actually slipped. But because Aki's foot was there and making contact, he gets called for the penalty. Uh, Joe Litton converts on the equalizer in, um, in the sixth minute of first half stoppage time. It's pretty rare to see that much in the, the first half. So. Yeah, and Joe Linton is not who I would have pegged for being their penalty kicker. No, but we were horrible at pegging <laughs> well, penalty kickers anyways. So. Well, he's... He is at best the third most effective attacking player on that team. So you would and, say Callum Wilson and and uh, Saint Maximum, Saint Maximum yeah. yeah, on Saint Maximum. So hey, again, yeah, <laughs> there's a reason we haven't been hired to manage any of these clubs. <laughs> um, in the 60th minute, uh, another Newcastle penalty kick is awarded when Kyle Walker. Well, we used to have him, but. Uh, he takes down Joe Willick in the box. Uh, Joe Linton is on to take this one as well. The initial shot is blocked by Scott Carson, but Joe Linton uh, puts it in on the rebound. Um, I just want to bring up there's two important points here. We've talked about this before. Okay, I, think, I was going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> so it's legal for him to do this because another player in keeper Carson touched the ball first. Now, you just can't be the first player to touch it. So if the rebound had been off the post... He can't be the first one to touch it. Um, and second, this makes sense, but I don't think I've ever seen it before. If you score like this, it doesn't count as a penalty kick goal. So you won't see that little parenthesis P next to your name in the stat book because that's only on a direct yeah, penalty kick when it goes in. I so feel like that makes sense. It does. I just mm -hmm. hadn't seen it before. So um, Newcastle's up 3-2 at this point, uh, but we did mention Torres as a hat trick. Mm. Uh, Jesus to Torres in the uh 63rd minute, um, and then two minutes later, Cancelo hits the woodwork, uh, but the Spaniard puts in the rebound to complete the feat. So, 
Four to three for Man City in this one on an exciting, well-played seesaw game and a good uh, statement on their new championship. So, yeah, another statement on their championship. This was Manchester City's twelfth straight away win. Oh, well, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> it is. It is pretty good. It is a top-flight record. Apparently. Yes. Well, that's uh, that's even better. So, yeah, it's like you kind of fall asleep. You'd be excused, I should say, for for falling asleep on some of these. Uh, uh, achievements of Man City, but yeah, I'd forgotten that they were <laughs> just weren't losing these right. away games. Yeah, <laughs> more than not losing, they were winning them. So anyway, um, on Saturday we had uh, Burnley hosting Leeds. So this one was pretty even in secondary stats, but the final score didn't reflect that at all. No, um, and they, they made the comment that Bamford has 15 goals and seven assists this year—a a great season for him. Well, those must have all come in the first half because I feel like I've had as many goals as him since then. You know, um, uh, Click gets uh, leads on the board just before halftime with a long one about 25 yards out. Then Jack Harrison deflects and snipes an Alioski shot that was probably going wide. So it's 2-0 leads at this point. Uh, Rodrigo adds a brace late in the game on two very similar plays where a pass finds him streaking onside behind the defense and he beats the keeper both times so 4-0 for Leeds here is the final and just a shout out to Melier again just a superb effort even blocked a straight one-on-one with Vidra early on in the second half when they were only leading by one guy just keeps getting better and better yeah yeah and he's I'm not sure that he can legally buy a drink yet I don't think so um and just to uh wrap Go back to this issue. Harry Kane and Mo Salah are tied for first at 22 goals apiece. Uh, the interesting <laughs> difference between the two. So they both have 22 goals, but as for assists, Salah has four, Kane has 13. Okay. So yeah. there's, there's, there's a, your player of the year. There's a significant advantage there. Um, we had Brighton hosting uh, West Ham also on Saturday afternoon. So West Ham was doing so well all year. Um, they seem to be slipping here at the very end. Um, they may actually miss some important league opportunities, and I just, I'm starting to feel bad for them, you know. But well, I mean, it is what it is. They they have outperformed last year substantially. Whether it means they get to play in Europe or not, you know, we'll see. But um, I'm pretty sure I'd have to go to my notes from a prior episode, but I'm pretty sure the fact that Leicester won the FA Cup means that an additional Europa slot opens. Okay. So, so all hope is maybe not lost. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Um, you'd think they'd be able to right the ship against Brighton here. Um, well, all the scoring came late in this one. Uh, Danny Welbeck gives Brighton a last-minute goal on a fast break and a chip over the keeper, just a, a dagger for the Hammers. But Ben Rama, just a perfect 20-yard bender off the post for the equalizer after that. Uh, 1-1 is the final and it's uh, good they were able to equalize, but I don't think the one point is what they wanted. I don't think they need to be leaving any points on the table right now, especially against Brighton. I was going to say, not when you're playing yeah, Brighton. not when you're playing Brighton. Um, Sunday, uh, Tottenham hosting Wolves. So this was all uh, Tottenham, and I think I have a name for this one, the the no article der- derby or whatever. There you, know, you go. Yeah, so. Well, we got your, what did you call it when West Ham and West Brom meet? Because they play this week. Oh. Didn't you have some clever name for it? I don't know if I had one for that one. <laughs> well, I remember when uh, Tottenham and West Ham played, I think I called it the Honey Baked uh, Derby at some point because they're both ham. So anyways, <laughs> but anyways, so getting ahead of myself here. Um, 
But yeah, this one was all Tottenham. Uh, scoreboard, secondary stats, everything. I think we would have liked to have a little more uh, participation from Captain Sohn. Uh, so I'll take the uh, I'll take the uh, fault for that one. Well, it's not like there was some obvious choice we overlooked. Yeah. So it was as good as any other decision. I guess at least he got a clean sheet too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, at the end of the first half, Harry, uh, Harry Kane gets uh, a cherry-picked pass and beats three Wolf defenders uh, and the keeper to give Tottenham the one-goal advantage. And then towards the start of the second half, and again, you might have to help me. I listened to the announcer. It le- sounds like he said, Hoybiez. I don't know. Hoybier. Hoybier. Okay, yeah. thank you. Uh, Hoybier gets the rebound from uh, a Gareth Bale shot, uh, puts it in himself for the two-goal advantage, and that would be it. 2-0 was the final. So Tottenham still has an outside shot, but they need to have a lot of help. They would um, do need to have a lot of help. So they're definitely on the outside looking in. All, all you can hope from them is that they can win out here. Yeah. So. Score could have been a little bit higher. Uh, there was a play where Kane and Deli Alley had uh, what I'll call a double doink where Kane blasts a shot that bounces off the woodwork, ricochets right to Alley, who blasts a shot that goes right off the woodwork. Um, it's uh, <laughs> not terribly surprising. No. The 23rd time Spurs have found the woodwork, which is good enough for the Premier League lead. So they are always just missing the goal. Wow. That sounds like there's a handsy in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. No. Wow. <laughs> Um, and then I think the last game we're going to cover is probably had the most exciting finish of a game I've seen, yeah. at least um, in my short EPL fandom. Um, this was West Brom, uh, West Brom hosting Liverpool. So uh, you remember when Liverpool lost, what was it, four or five straight at Anfield? I mean, that wasn't yeah. that long ago. Right. Um, they were hovering around seventh place for months. They looked like they really were left for dead, but they've been turning it on uh, late. So this was a pretty big game for them. You got to um, come out of this with three points. Yeah. Uh, in the 14th minute, uh, the first goal of the season for Hal Robson uh, Canoe just beats Allison on the far side. Mo Salah does manage to equalize in the 33rd minute on a far po- post bender. Just a really nice strike there. And then we head into uh, second half stoppage time, and it's looking grim for Liverpool. Like they're going to leave two points on the table to West Brom of all teams. Uh, when they legitimately need to collect every you know possible point left for them. Um, there's about five minutes of engaged stoppage time, and it's looking pretty ordinary, but in the last minute, Liverpool has a corner set up, and not a, in a totally unheard of mood, but they, uh, move, but they pull the keeper, Allison up to the front line foray for some added bodies. And when you know it, the ball comes in, and Allison is the one to head the winning goal in, in the final seconds. So... Not only is that a low per- percentage play anyways, but what are the chances that the pulled keeper would be the one to do it? Pretty pretty remote, you would think. Uh, certainly not something I've se- Successfully converting it is not something I'd seen before. I've seen yeah. goalies come up for, oh, sure. yeah. uh, for those situations before, particularly end of game, end of half, uh, time frames like that. I mean, that was the, ni- if I remember right, it was the 95th minute of four minutes of stoppage time. Yeah. So, um, you know, that was... That was going to be the last play of the game. Yeah. So, very impressive. So, the the 2-1 win keeps Liverpool's champion uh, league hopes alive, and I think they might actually have a good chance because they have two gimme games, if I remember right. I feel like it's Burnley and someone else, whereas Chelsea and Leicester actually play each other again. So, there is a very good chance that they're going to get in here. Um, Well, you know, 
<laughs> it's easy for us in, in the comfort of our homes to say that, but um, the, they almost left points on the table against West Brom. They so, did. Uh, and Liverpool is going to host uh, Crystal Palace on Championship Sunday. Uh, they're going to visit Burnley Wednesday. So, yeah. Yeah, those are winnable. Yeah, those are winnable. And, and the fact that both Leicester and Chelsea cannot get six points both because they play each other. So yeah, there's right. some uh, some good odds there. So. The um, uh, thing that I found a little bit disappointing, because we had had this conversation, I think, not on the show, but uh, back when Ederson had that assist, <laughs> I think we talked among yeah. ourselves, um, how many points in fantasy is it for your keeper to score a goal? Um, and I think our, our consensus at the time was all the points. <laughs> If your keeper gets a goal, did you look to see? I them? looked it up. It's just six. It's like a defender. Oh, that's yeah, a, that's it, a shame. It that's is a, a shame, shame, isn't it? Yeah. I was disappointed by that. It'd be like, just give him seven. Just, it'll yeah, never happen. Just a little bit more. Yeah. Come on. Um, did you notice too that it was raining at the end of the game? You know, I mean, no, I assume it's always raining at these games. But it was funny, just the celebrations and the rain. It, it kind of struck me as the end of Shawshank Redemption, or oh. Redemption when you know Andy Dufresne <laughs> crawled through the river of crap and came out right. clean on the other side. You know, so <laughs> oh brother. Um, a couple quick notes on uh, some of the other matches. So Crystal Palace beat Aston Villa three to two. Uh, Benteke got his ninth Premier League goal. And if it seems like he's been scoring a goal every week, it, he has been lately. He has, yeah. Um, so ninth this season. Would you care to guess how many he had scored his previous three seasons combined? Five. Six. Oh, okay. That, that was pretty close. But the, what the hell? I, I That's pretty amazing. <laughs> so... Um, congratulations to him, uh, and congratulations to Daniel Jebison of um, Sheffield United. So the Blades beat Everton one nil. Not that it matters at this point, but um, uh, Daniel Jebison uh, is seventeen year old, seventeen years old, and some days. And uh, in the eighth minute he scored a goal and he is the youngest player ever to uh score a premier league goal in their first start so oh nice congratulations to daniel jebson i imagine there'll be more to come perhaps they should have brought him up from the uh the under 19 squad a little sooner if they wanted to change the fortunes of their team this year um but who knows maybe he'll help them get out of the championship next season and we'll be seeing him in in a year or so yeah so um and an, another note on sheffield so i believe that was the 19th goal they've scored this year oh boy that 2007 2008 darby county team managed to score 20 so if uh -oh. sheffield <laughs> is shut out in these final two games i believe they are going to set a new record for futility here well that would jeez uh, which is worse the the goal record or the uh, the points the record. points I don't know that Derby County team only had I think one win that year that's that's Ouch. pretty bad yeah that is rough um, so uh, twenty is the record yes so let's look this up Sheffield you know oh come on it, I'm looking on a uh, on a tablet and 
unfortunately touched it too hard and made the screen switch. Okay, so they have goals for 19. <laughs> goals against 62. Mm, yes. um, but, you know, same can be said of Newcastle. Crystal Palace has six, has given up 61, so, um, you know, could be much worse. But, yeah, if they get they get shut out, that'll be a new record. So Yeah. And here you thought that uh, Sheffield was just a little bit too good to make history this yeah, year. Yeah, they, they still got a chance. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then uh, just an update on the Championship League. So Mike and I made some midweek predictions on the mini tournament that uh, the third promotion team I believe you picked Bournemouth. I picked Brentford. So, All right. So we'll see which one of those guys actually makes it up as the uh, third team. Well, and um, they're not gonna they're not gonna meet at Wembley because they're facing off right now, right now in yeah. the semis. So uh, Bournemouth took the first leg one nil. So we'll see what comes what comes of that um, to to welcome a third promoted team for next year so with that we will wrap things up we appreciate you listening we don't have a show if not for you uh so next week we'll be able to wrap up the whole season we'll have two match weeks to talk about um including championship sunday where every team kicks off at 11 a.m eastern time uh so very exciting sunday coming up so thanks for listening We hope you enjoyed it and hope you also have a pleasant and safe week uh, and enjoy watching games that have some fans in the stands, which is what we're going to be able to see now, which is very cool. So with that, we'll let you go. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk at you next time. Have a great week, everybody.